I'm Carmen Balber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and your host for our Rage for Justice Report, our weekly podcast about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. And with me today is my friend Lisa Tucker, who runs our energy and environment projects. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. So you had a very busy week. Maybe we'll um, maybe we'll talk about the press release you put out today next week. But first, I want to talk about what happened a little earlier this week. Um, you put together some numbers with our colleagues at Frack Tracker Alliance uh, in California about state approvals for well permits, oil well permits. Uh, tell me about those new numbers. Well, essentially, the new numbers in the second quarter of this year show that uh, all of the permitting was concentrated on reworking existing oil wells. So those state approvals jumped up 124% over the same uh, quarter last year. And uh, this is actually um, quite significant because it shows that, uh, you know, companies are trying to just sort of beat whatever they can out of old wells. Uh, and they're hesitant to uh, do much, um, much with new drills. Uh, they, the new drills, uh, those approvals fell uh, by half. Uh, but when it comes to the reworking of the wells, what's going on is, um, you know, old wells can have lots of problems. They can develop obstructions, and you need to basically drill a different sort of tunnel, a borehole that goes a different direction in order to bypass it. You need to maybe deepen it because as we deplete our oil reserves, they're harder and harder to reach. Or you need to fix it because the casings in the wells are corroding. And so what we're seeing here is a concentration on reworking all of those old wells. And uh, that may possibly be because um, there is so much, you know, the oil industry sees that fracking is going to be banned, that uh, they won't be able to do that anymore at all. Uh, that there is pressure for a setback so that there's some sort of a buffer zone of 3,200 feet between communities and their operations. So there, that's why there may be more of a concentration on the reworks. Well, before we get to the setbacks, which is definitely important, walk me through just a little bit more uh, why it's so important that we're looking at these wells that companies aren't clo closing down. Because like you said, some of these wells are on their last legs. Um, I saw in your press release that some of them are decades old and are producing uh, nothing or very little. Um, and these are, again, like the, the wells that are, uh, many of them are in a little bit of trouble. Um, they're not yes. well maintained and is it not is this not only you know they're trying to uh, squeeze the last inch of oil out of these wells but sometimes that they're just trying to avoid the shutdown process too that this is a little bit of a scam in many cases that they're re-permitting these old wells so they don't have to fix them plug them up and you know protect us all from what might be leaking from them that's exactly right you just hit the nail right on the head uh, yeah, basically we have a universe of, of wells um, throughout the state, uh, about 70,000 of them. Uh, the vast majority of those wells are idle, meaning they don't produce anything. And then the rest of them are what we call marginally producing. They're eking out maybe max 15 barrels of oil a day, which is nothing. So basically you have this universe of 70,000 wells, and it's uh, the um, administration makes it a lot cheaper for um, the oil industry to keep them open. Um, they've come up with some new regulations that are more stringent that, you know, uh, these companies have to come up with a management plan for how they're going to 
essentially shut these wells down. But then if they don't meet that deadline, all that happens is they pay a little bit more in fees to keep them open. But the fees they're paying to keep these wells open are very small and much more cost-effective for them than plugging. So like in Beverly Hills, there were a couple of wells some years ago uh, near a school, and it took a million dollars to plug those wells, the 500000 each. Uh, it doesn't have to cost that much to plug a well. It depends on where it is, but it's extremely costly. And so essentially you have the administration um, coddling the oil industry. And the problem with all of this is that um, idle and marginally producing wells can leak. And that's exactly what's happened um, in northern Bakersfield. Residents uh, noticed uh, because they were having, you know, headaches and stomach aches and all kinds of problems, uh, you know, fatigue, and, and they could hardly move. They they discovered more than 40 of these idle wells, and they were leaking methane. And they were also, which is a very potent greenhouse gas, but also can be, you know, very deadly at certain concentrations. And also, this stuff includes um, chemicals like benzene and formaldehyde and all kinds of things that sound creepy because, you know, they are. I mean, all this stuff, if you're exposed to it and you breathe it and you're close enough to it, can cause all kinds of health problems. Anything from uh, cognitive decline to cardiopulmonary problems to low birth weights, premature births, uh, even cancer. So they discovered it. They raised a ruckus. Um, activists who, uh, you know, are in sympathy with them, who belong to the Last Chance Alliance, to which we also belong, and you know, are are trying. We're trying to shut these wells down, and so um, that's basically what's um, on the agenda. And there were protests this week in both uh, simultaneously Bakersfield and Sacramento at the um, offices of uh, the California Geologic Energy Management Division of the Department of Conservation, which is the colloquially, oil regulator. colloquially known as CalGEM. Uh, and uh, actually, that the whole protest was. Um, well covered in the media, and it was uh, quite creative. So uh, basically, uh, the people who protested were mimicking what they discovered through uh, a few whistleblowers um, that are unnamed are doing at uh, in Bakersfield. So in Bakersfield, they're actually, I love this, inspecting remotely from their desks these leaking wells. And there was evidently, allegedly, a quota of how many wells you basically had to be inspecting in order to meet these quotas, and it was easier to do this, quote, remotely, uh, remote monitoring. And in addition, um, with the physical inspections, where they were going were, um, you know, on the edges of oil fields, not where people live uh, to conduct the inspections. I'm assuming because it was much easier to do them quickly because they weren't near people. And so this was a big scandal. And so um, the protesters actually brought desks (laughs) to the protest and sat down at desks and you know, held signs uh, asking Newsom to stand up to big oil and for CalGEM to do its job. And, um, you know, that's right on. Um, CalGEM claims it's fixing the wells. However, five of them uh, are leaking again that were just fixed. And then they found two new idle wells in the area. So the problem with these idle wells as a whole is that, you know, they, they, they dot areas like there are probably quite a few. There are quite a few of them here in Los Angeles. This is the largest urban oil field in the country, and you know they're like minefields. Uh, you don't. You may not realize that you're near one, and yet you are breathing some of this stuff. So um, that I think... And you wouldn't necessarily know it unless you're you're feeling poorly, and maybe you've gone to the doctor fifty times to find out if it isn't you know chronic fatigue syndrome. So it's a really serious problem. 
So I, I was just going to, uh, on the point that you just made about the fact that these wells are in neighborhoods um, and the problems with the CalGEMS inspections of the wells, I think one of the things that one of our uh, one of our colleagues in um, in this well permitting uh, report, uh, Kyle Farrar uh, at Frack Tracker Alliance, noted was that um, the most egregious piece of this is that they were quote unquote remote inspecting only the super remote wells as well. So many of the wells that are in neighborhoods that are of course posing the greatest risk to neighborhoods and communities were not being tested properly, uh, could be leaking and causing more of these uh, health problems. And that brings us back to the setbacks that you mentioned um, at the beginning uh, at the beginning of the podcast. So maybe you can just tell us what the, uh, yes, you know, what the we called on that Newsom to do. I think and rather also scandalous. Uh, the setback rule was something that Newsom actually called for a couple of years ago. And uh, he said he wanted a buffer. Uh, we were one of the few oil producing states that actually have none. We had none on the books statewide. And so he, uh, you know, he called for one. And um, Calgem just kept dragging its feet and dragging its feet. And it was like a year late, finally uh, coming out with a draft rule. The draft rule, uh, you know, it proposes to um, to construct a buffer of 3,200 feet between communities and oil drilling uh, and to ban any, quote, new drilling. But that rule does not uh, preclude uh, continuing to have wells that are already there produce, you know, oil and gas. And, and unfortunately that doesn't fix the buffer problem, uh, doesn't fix the exposure problem. Uh, because, and also because permits, it seems to be that there are more rework permits being requested, right. Than drilling permits and that that's the way things are going. Um, it's an avenue for the oil industry to keep producing from existing wells, which doesn't protect communities. Moreover, uh, that particular rule is still a draft rule and hasn't been finalized. So there is no buffer right now between communities and oil drilling. And again, it appears CalGEM seems to be dragging its feet on finalizing anything. Now, Hopefully, what they're hearing is that the rule's not good enough from uh, dozens of environmental groups, including ours. Uh, we need to simply ban uh, those wells within 3,200 feet, regardless of whether they're currently producing or, you know, they want to drill new ones. Well, the first step towards that is for the Newsom administration to stop approving the reworks of uh, these old and idle wells uh, in neighborhoods uh, that could be putting people at risk. That's an easy, low-hanging fruit to start uh, getting these wells out of communities and protecting us all from those dangerous leaks. So. Yes, and ordering the companies to cap the wells, ordering them to do so. Uh, they do have some orders on hand. I don't think they've issued uh, I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, they should be issuing those orders. And I don't see any fines so far for these, you know, companies. There are five companies in Bakersfield involved here with these leaky wells. I haven't heard anything about fines. Yeah, you know, it really needs to be stepped up or perhaps um, Governor Newsom should think about firing uh, his uh, new, you know, his oil and gas supervisor uh, because this uh, this isn't working. Well, thanks, Lisa, uh, for walking us through all that. If those of you who are listening want to know where all these wells are, we're tracking them online at NewsomWellWatch.org, uh, where we update every quarter uh, news about permitting uh, of oil wells in the state of California, including these, these oil well reworks of old and unused wells. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Lisa. I'm Carmen Balber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report.